0: we were going over what's my role as the CEO versus what's my role as the coach. And that was literally how we were breaking up our my timeline, my work timeline, versus my role as a YouTuber. And I think that the more that you can get into like one or two specific areas and like enjoy those areas as much as you can, then you become the master of that area and you, you enjoy it even more because you're so in, into it and you like it. I think that that's something that we have done a pretty good job with. We've got a, a skeleton closet of failures. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Garage Strength Podcast. I'm here with my co-author, world champion three times. I just said that backwards, Earl Kunkel. Earl, how are you doing? That would be called a dangling modifier. You were dangling. I was dangling. I like I like dangling sometimes. Yeah. What'd you do yesterday? Your voice sounds terrible. No, it's my baritone. It's my age. Oh, you're getting older. Up. So I no, didn't...
1: I was at a rock and roll concert last night of a country musician. Who, so you had fun. I had fun. I brought my two of my children came with, and my, my wife was there too. And then how my,
0: old was the the youngest child? Eight, eight years old. Yeah, that's good. I gotta start taking my kids to concerts. No, nah, it was an
1: open air one too, which I think was. Like important from a like just sound wise yeah. like you can kind of escape um i have taken i don't even know if she remembers this but my middle daughter i have taken her to like gr- like basement shows but had headphones on her the whole t- like yeah, so she, like almost like just so you, you don't blow her eardrum yeah and she's not bleeding from the ears and she like loves music and probably doesn't even I don't know she may remember that experience like being this little kid like at a punk show
0: what do you what do you think is like as a as a spectator what's the what would be as a spectator like some a consistent theme between a sporting event and uh a musical event or, or um so or at performing a event in general
1: at man it's it's the audience interaction. I would say with it with sporting events it, it tends to be more it's it's almost funny like the J, like you go to like watch a high school game or something yeah, like yeah, yeah. the JV games like the opening act like yeah. people aren't in the seats people aren't paying attention no one kind of cares and what's funny from the like other aspect like a music like the opening act sometime is better, better or
0: really good yeah or
1: like just as good as what's like coming up so it's like what are you doing yeah. like why are you there for like are you there for the clout? like to say like i did this are you like there because like you really love the music do you type of thing right. you know um and i guess the same thing could be said about sports too like who's there at the jv game actually watching like the freshman kid that's probably going to develop gonna animal, yeah. and, and see what happens there um audience reaction to it and it, it's always there's more of a I feel like sports gets its biggest pop towards the end. If the home team's doing something Yeah, where music it's consistent because like they're not competing with anyone. Right. Like it's not like you're not invested in them winning or losing. And like, you don't have this like pseudo sort of identity. Like, you know, like sports team, like you'll hear people talk about sports teams. We did this. It's like, dude you're on your couch like <laughs> I, I know you're a fan and it's part of your identity and it's who you are and like yeah. it, it's a way you can socialize no with one people. would ever do that as a as a musical fan to make a connection but you're not like oh we're up on stage like yeah. no they're like you get that like i don't that's one big difference there and it it was a country music artist too um so yeah it was i should just say it was jason isbell and the 400 unit like
0: it was also a fun listen. time. I've never, I'm, I, mean, I have very bad, I'm not like a country. Yeah. He, um, he sings about
1: very human topics in a very human way. I'll
0: have to check. It and out. he
1: has a, I always think he has a very great turn of phrase. Like the one song was like, um, used to be a ghost town, but even the ghost got out. Ooh. Like that's, he played that one last night. Um, if i sit facing the the wall i could be anywhere Yeah. like talking about being in a bar like i think that's the line so and there's just like these little one line quips where i'm just like yo i can feel that yeah like it <laughs> but it makes you feel a little fuzzy inside maybe a little more sad
0: <laughs> a little uh, bit of both
1: like the the one song like yeah i can relate to him
0: shit that's depressing
1: like the one song um when we used to be close, like he opened with it and it's like, I like this song a lot. Like, I like it a lot. Um, but I was talking to Julie about it and she's like, yeah, it's this. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I think the guy used to be close to died of a drug overdose and like the narrative of it. Like he says, like, I hope your daughter remembers your smile. Oh Jesus! And then it's like, and just like the way he sort of changes like tenses and verbs then. And I was just like, and it's like you're like rocking out this and you're like, that's really like it's sad. That's, sad. <laughs> um, that's how you change, uh, you know,
0: accessories in a workout, though.
1: Yeah. And I won't even talk about the song that's like essentially about the males part and taking a woman to get an abortion. Oh, and like, God. Yeah. See, L- listen, like yeah. you're getting depressed just talking. Yeah. I had a real good time last night. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about sports? Because no one cares about yeah, that. Let's go. Or do they, Jason? What's the audience saying? Shut up. Tell us, they said, "Shut up!" Come on.
2: Keist is
1: just mad that we're late. Oh, that's Keist. Yeah. Well, sorry, we were doing things to make sure it was better. I apologize. I wore the Swole shirt, Keist, just for him. Yeah, I think he commented on it. I was like, I will wear it.
2: Gosh,
1: gotcha, racing loves a shirt, by the way. Uh oh. Oh, good. Nice. He actually got a shirt. Sweet. Um. All right, we're talking about training something specific, should I start with the imagine? Yeah, let's go. All right, all live people, I'm reading this, so don't like judge me. So imagine, Dave. Judge Dane, him. You are chiseled, physically fit, and love what the mirror reflects back. Imagine you are financially thriving with your bank account going up, your work-life balance kicking in, and success is compiling. What's success, how's that defined? It's just let it happen. How do we define it in this room? We're not defining it right now. <laughs> I have four tenets that define success. You can bring those up right after I'm done imagine. <laughs> imagine your emotions are in check and happiness and joy are the default with sadness creeping in here and there because you gotta have a little bit of both. Imagine your spiritual place is right in the world, your mental game is on point and you are reading books, checking out podcasts and providing yourself with experiences to upgrade that gray matter. And your general overall environment is top billing. Just so happens you're the healthiest in your life, and you're damn near forty at this point. Ooh, tell us about that feeling, Dane. And your four tenets of success. Let's start there. Uh, right. f-
0: <laughs> uh, I actually do think so. So, as far as like the the success stuff is concerned, I think one big factor for me personally is I've struggled a lot. You know, I'm I'm a very emotional person, and and I struggle controlling my anger and aggression and aggression. Um, I heard that when people are angry and aggressive,
1: it's just needs not being met.
0: Yeah, well, I also think it's it's yeah needs not being met. It's uh it's a sign that something's irritating you, and you you can't communicate it internally with whatever that is that that is. Uh, irritable to yourself, or you're not remove. You're not changing uh, your your headspace around like something is irritable. And I think that as I've matured and gone through therapy and and dealt with this quite a bit, is that something's irritable or annoying. Flip that mindset and mind frame, and turn that into. If it's annoying, why is it annoying? What would I be doing right now if this wasn't annoying? And now, okay, if this is annoying, figure out how to make it not be annoying, and either turn it into an opportunity or just or just go do something else so that it's not annoying. You're so you know? proactive.
1: Well, so I think it. I think that it's almost like you. It sounded like you were taking ownership of it. Yeah, yeah. Like instead yeah, of it, letting
0: it own you, you're like, well, I, and I think that's the biggest thing with emotions, and the hardest thing for me to learn was it's me that that is really allowing this to be so um irritable or or whatever having having the like to dig at me no one makes you feel that way yeah you feel that yeah way. i feel that way and i'm interpreting that and even to the point where people this is the the when people say things to me like you should do this or you should try this i don't need to necessarily i don't need to do anything that anybody tells me I should do but I think there's a point to like going through the lens of like well why are they telling me that I should do this do I really need to do this and is it valuable to do that but then I the big thing to, to take it back to your question then is like consistently in in religious discussions and stuff and I was a religious studies majors especially in Confucianism there's like very key, Things. theologians know nothing about my soul right well okay that's fair um and they don't really that was a jeff tweedy line so in confucianism which is not technically a religion it's more so uh theoretical philosophy to follow on how you're treating people and essentially there there's like three to four key things that you have to do and i think that if we can identify for us for ourselves personally you know and this is my own experience is that if everything that I'm doing falls through the uh, can I cultivate that inner power, the feeling that I, that I get when I do something enjoyable, the feeling that I get when I am I motivated in the morning and whatever that feeling is for me is this thing that I'm embarking on doing that. Is it creating some sense of a reciprocal relationship? So is it helping me develop Uh, a social responsibility to other people and have positive impact on other people. Is this bringing me true joy? And I believe that true joy is really the, the definition of being happy. Whereas some pleasures or money or whatever can bring you happiness for sure. They help. Yeah. But is it true joy or not? And sometimes it might be true joy to be totally fair. Or it just
1: eliminates a stress in your
0: life. Yeah. 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 And then finally, the last thing would be um, as I'm older, you know, because because almost being 40 and I have children that rely on me now, it's like, okay, uh, you know, is this is this cultivating uh, financial stability for my family? And so essentially, if any of those top three are being negated by cultivating financial stability, then I'm not going to do it. And I think that even having that framework to go through that the lens of what is what i want you know the social responsibility with relationships that internal feeling that i get uh and then that true true joy if any of those things are being negatively impacted they have to be removed or they this
1: have is your be, success algorithm
0: yeah yeah it doesn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be I shouldn't be dealing with it or I should have like a timeline. Like I can deal with this for, you know, right now in the business. So I have like three things that I'm dealing with that I don't want to deal with, but you know, I could talk to Trevor and say like, all right, there's three months left or there's four months left. I can deal with this for four months. There's an end in sight. And I think that that sort of leads to, then being able to do things that make me happy and do things like, you know, health and fitness and prioritize have six pack abs. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then that, (laughs) that, that that enables me to, you know, talk with my wife and plan my day around. All right. I want to go out for an eight mile run this morning. I want to try to get back so I can then go film five YouTube videos or four YouTube videos with, with Jason. And and because that's the stuff that does bring me joy and that makes me healthier. And then in turn, I want to, you know, keep myself healthier, maintain that, so that long-term I can commit to relationships and help develop more race relationships, which also is something that brings me joy. So you like having friends. Yes. I like having friends a lot. I like people liking me. And I, and ultimately I think the biggest thing for me personally, and probably for a lot of people is that we really just want other people to like us. Yeah. And accept us for who we are.
1: I would say accept. Yeah. That's okay. Like um, I was reading something somewhere and people were talking about, an uncle or something like that and they're like it's clear my uncle is autistic and it's amazing to watch like his sort of like age group peers kind of like judge him for being autistic where like a younger generation you know this the nephews and cousins are just like that's just who my uncle is like more accepting yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. what autism is or who yeah. that person is and just like just let him be like yeah um i know yeah like hey they're silly like if y'all didn't know Dane gets really loud sometimes (laughs) oh man like it just (laughs) screams it's like all right that's just Dane being
0: Dane he's excited about something like let it happen that was someone dealing with me this morning actually he's like dude how much caffeine did you have this morning why are you doing this what Uh, are you doing right now (laughs) why are you being so obnoxious so have you ever heard of like the
1: pillars of wellness maybe and it's it's like spiritual I don't know them all like it's almost like a corporate hr thing too yeah but like it's kind of general and like if you go through it like it kind of makes sense it's like wellness finances like spiritual you know like you just have things that you do i don't know well
0: i think dude i mean even aa has this yeah narcotics anonymous have this and it's like something that that i've forgotten is with all the stuff that you do or that you're engaged with if you can just create the lens to work through, it makes, it simplifies things. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very good at being like an expander and like making things and, and thinking through things. What and do just, you mean by expander? Like, like I, I could take an idea of, it, we had a meeting earlier. How can we make the on-site gym more profitable? You know, it, it's doing really well. It, it's the best year we've ever had how can we make it more profitable off of that? And I can expand that concept and be like next year, quarter two, quarter three, we need to do one, two, three, four things to make it. And it might, it expands it, but it makes it more complex. We've got, we got a lot of moving parts that then we have to think about. And I, I think so. Someone like myself who thinks real big picture like that, I struggle to then simplify it to get it done. And I think that's where, that's I where think, all your
1: five personal assistants around you help you out there. I
0: think you help quite a bit with simplifying <laughs> things. I think Trevor helps tremendously with simplifying things. I think, you know, as I think through my, my wife last night when I – dude, I was on a care last night for like two and a half hours, and she's like – this morning when we woke up, she's like, I don't know how you actually get anything done. Like I the whole night from like 8 o'clock to like 1045 – I was just going with ideas and like what i where I see the gym in ten years and what i what my goals are and how I want to build this really cool stuff so I can make these things complex, but she's like she's very much a a simplifier. She can then take that and be like, all right, we've got to start here. you're thinking you know twenty you're thinking twenty thirty right now you're thinking twenty thirty five I'm thinking like twenty twenty three right now and <laughs> and I think that that's. When I, when I look through the lens of those tenants or whatever you want to call it for me personally, like, and I, you know, I've talked with Caitlin about that stuff. It really does help me zero in on my daily tasks. And even, even yesterday I told her, I was like, you know, oftentimes I'll come up here in the afternoon after, you know, we'll, we'll do work in the morning and then I coach. And then when I come up in the afternoon, sometimes I have about an hour and a half to get some stuff done, some more work. And if i'm programming or anything along that those lines sometimes i sit down and i and i i don't get stuff done i i am well, sort of lost because i'm just thinking about ideas
1: there also may be a time you need to to sort of decompress too that you're not giving yourself in the middle all yeah. of that as well yeah that's true where you can hit like a reset button mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's like taking a nap it's like yeah going all right i have to try this again i still want to keep working but if i do it right now i'm too fatigued mentally to actually focus and Give it the effort it needs
0: so so one thing I've been practicing with that is like I'll sit down and I'll just write down five things when I get back in the office and it's like I'll, I'll get my planner and like yesterday I, I had this and I'm like okay what do I want my 10 year five year two year one year quarter monthly weekly daily what do I want to be and I and I wrote all this stuff down then I had to write a program for my one swimmer I had to fulfill your notes for the football book I had to finally f- I had to fulfill Trevor's notes for the football book and then I laid out my marathon plan out of my phone that I've been keeping track of, and I put it into my uh, into my Google Drive, and that was like I just I'm like all right, that's all I have to do. Just write those things down, and if I can get them done in an hour and a half to two hours, I'll be good. And if I can't, it's okay. And I think that that's where the reset of like what do you want to do right now? That's what I need. Yeah, to that's do. the structure there yeah. too.
1: That it sounds what I was hearing from you with like, Hey, I can go on idea after idea after idea is where, and I don't mean this as like, I do mean it as a critique, but not like a bad thing. You need someone to provide you that structure to help focus. Like
0: I need a simplifier like Trevor or Caitlin or you
1: just laser it in here. Here we go. All right. This is what we're hearing. You need someone who listens to you too, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Who can hear what you're trying to get at and be like, all right, you know how to get there, but we got to like, let's target.
0: Yeah. And I think that part of my issue has always been that I've always wanted to do everything. And now over the last I mean, I mean, really, since probably covid, it's been like I can want to do all these things, but I can't do all these things. I have to have people help me do them and have people own those things so that we can get there as an entity. And I think that that's. That's also like a big step of like, you know, we always have like the, you know, you talked about it and I, I hate these words. I hate these words, but in the past, my anger is, is I feel this way because you, and I'm, I feel entitled and I hate that word, but I, I, entitle or anger entitlement. Okay. And I hate the word ownership, but if I can own my own. Uh, emotion, yeah. Then I feel less entitled, but then I also recognize that part of ownership is a large structure of people that can help one another collaborate to get to a better place. Yeah. Have so, you ever read
1: uh, Nonviolent Communication? No, because it talks a lot about like how like you talk about your emotions. Yeah, can be very like w- not wall putting, but like accusatory like you make me feel and stuff like and it's like that's not gonna work like no no it's not someone else like you're and like when you say i feel like it actually has to be like a feeling an emotion it can't
0: i found for me it's been like if i'm why am i feeling this way the questions that i'm asking myself helps me piece that together why am i feeling this way why why am i reacting this way because you're starting with the man in the mirror (laughs) yeah really (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and it's like the funny thing is is like it it, i mean it it is yeah
1: so if everyone if we weren't clear on the topic we're talking about being essentially the healthiest of our lives yeah and i'm 40 danes get in there to 40 yeah almost 40 i got what nine months or yeah nine months or so and it's this idea around health wellness and like we you know we can talk about the gym all day and we're getting there like doing that but there's this whole other aspect that goes into it too like because i know there's been times for me i've been at the gym and i'm like i'm not necessarily good in my head yeah and you feel like you're getting nothing done Mm -hmm. or there's been times where you're not good in your head and you get a lot done yeah or i've been the leanest in my life and not necessarily performing the best or or things like that and and there's always like this trade-off there. This not a trade-off, but a balancing. And the more you can balance your scales, yeah, like just the better you operate in all aspects.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I think, and I think that's the other overarching thing around you know the video re- we released today was like the leanest I've been, and I'm 39 or whatever. Um, I think, I think part of that discussion is also like moving forward for me. I don't want to be the healthiest of my life when I'm 39 or 40. I want every year to try and 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 generate more health. Now, I might look back and be that's when I had the best cardio and that's when I had the best physique based off of what is prime physique for whatever, you know, societal judgment yeah. bullshit, but like for me personally, I want to constantly zero in on my on my mental health because I know that's how I can then help my children develop so that they're happier. And then in turn also grow this cool thing that we're doing here to then impact other people out, you know, in the internet and, and here on site to help them develop. So I think that the mental side is is paramount really. Yeah, it's huge. It, if you're not
1: good in where you're dealing with constantly, like you're in there 24 seven, right? Yeah. Like everyone's in their head 24 yeah, no uh, yeah. seven that person of you like you're always dealing with it you're an expert on you like and the better you can get with that like hey it's gonna help with your health yeah it's gonna help more um i always like i love seeing like old people are just smiling and laughing at everything yeah because like they're just everything i don't want to say everything's right but most things are just right up top yeah like they're just like all right yeah this is fun yeah taking it in this is what it is rock and roll like legit it is what it is type of stuff yeah like, that's yeah. not like i'm just saying it like yeah because i don't want to deal with it but like i've dealt with it and i'm okay with it right type of stuff um you want to talk some training yeah I at, can talk training. at the ripe yeah, old it. age of 39 absolutely around uh lifting weights you're still doing that right yes hey, still. i just
0: deadlifted five or 230 for easy double on sunday oh wow you're really strong five that's five I think I could still pull six hundred I do you should do it maybe
1: what does the audience think should Dane pull six hundred pounds it. by the end of august
0: end of August I'm gonna be in fr- I,
1: that's what I'm
2: proposing I,
0: I will say this I bench stress build it i them? I benched three times in the last like ten days and my first bench day was I did 315 for like 10 and Jeff was making fun of me like you can't even get 12 anymore and then day two or day three I did 145 for 10 and then I did 150 for eight or nine or something like yesterday or two days ago and you're I'm like, so weak Dane well I was just sitting there I'm like I'm still like it's crazy how fast I can get that back so I think if I would push my deadlift like every five days I think I I could do it could you do
1: like a 500 400 squat you'd need to do a 400 bench for you. I couldn't squat 400 right now. I could do it, but it'd be hard. Maybe we do a 500 debt or 600, 500. <laughs> I keep wanting to do something like this
0: where I would pull like five fifty, and then, and then like run a five K and see what would happen. Do you have to do the five K at
1: a certain speed or just do it? Just, just do it baby. Or like run five miles or something. I think that would be cool. I like the five K more cause that's more standard than a five. Well, cause five miles is, Shy of the ten k, right? Ten k six two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Nah, do the five k. Five k, three one. Yeah, three one's not that. Do th- that's pretty easy. And then you should do the reverse. Do the five k first, then pull the five fifty.
0: I mean, you could do a ten k and then do the at the end of the ten k, then deadlift five fifty again. When you, we call you run that the palindrome workout, when you run your marathon,
1: you should pull five hundred either before as a warm-up or
0: after you're done. It would have to be before. That would be cool. It would though. have to be. That's how you should warm up your hamstrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the big the big factor for me has been with lifting. It's like, okay, what days am I going to lift my upper body this week? And then, and that doesn't really bother me one way or the other. Jason and I almost always have some filming that will involve plyometrics. So I, I'm literally like half the time just like, all right, this day we got a peak strength video doing this or a GS video doing that. I'll count that as my athlete day because I'm doing plyometrics at least once or twice a week. It's the leg day. The leg day is always on Sunday and I've got to run Sunday mornings. And it's always like, it's like last week I ran six miles and then I came in, I squatted, and I did that deadlift and like, it's still hard for me to like the range of motion's tough, right? Yeah, like the first couple of sets, and I I've been squatting first, um, and even with with how I'm using the app in in peak strength, I'm using the Athletic Fitness portion, and I try to really set it up. Now the the hard part is that because I'm doing the marathon stuff, like I look at when I click on weight loss, that's what I'm the one I'm like, I'm using. It it won't have my deadlift like the deadlift's not there super so you have heavy to like replace it yeah or? so i'll be like all right this is the one thing i'm going to alter in here and I, but i think that the the unique part for me has been as i've started to do more of the zone two stuff i've noticed that i can hold faster miles at a lower heart rate like drastically faster miles like this morning seven and a half eight miles you know None of them none of my miles were under like a nine thirty and that or yeah. over a nine thirty over 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 nine thirty yeah, and for a seven and a half mile run that that's pretty solid for me, yeah, you know, so it's like for that that's where I need to gauge my running so that so I think that yeah like,
1: you came from like a thirteen minute one mile literally a thirteen minute one mile now yeah. you're holding like sub nine and a half for seven and a half miles, like and that's my a,
0: heart rate stayed around one fifty one
1: yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Like that's. Thanks, Earl. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but like, I can't argue with that. You can't be like, oh, yeah, this guy went for 13 <laughs> miles, <laughs> running one mile, 13 minutes, taking a run one mile. Now yeah. he can do almost two in that time.
0: So, so I think the hard part is figuring out with the lifting. One, I, I don't want to get too muscular up top, which isn't going to happen. And two, it's like still being strong with my legs so that when I get to hills and stuff, I can hammer the hills. But not being sore for so long that Tuesday and Wednesday I'm running and they're still my hamstrings are still lit up. Yeah. You know, that's the hard part. See,
1: when I was doing that running thing and you were making fun of me like a bit ago. Yeah, it, that might have been almost That was that. last year. Yeah, well, it was about last year or yeah. even two years ago at this point. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, my muscles never hurt me. My feet. And my ankles hurt. Like not okay. even my knees hurt. I think it was because I came from like the weightlifting. Like my, I was just my knees were strong. Like, right, right. But my ankles would bug me running. Yeah, I may have had a stress fracture too. And I just,
0: what kind of shoes worked, were you wearing?
1: Those ultras. Oh I yeah, wear. that's what I run with too. But I, I think when I was like buying them, I didn't tell them. I was, I was like, yeah, I want to start here, and you know, it's like, oh, I'm an athlete. I, I can do this. And I probably up the vo- the volume yeah. of miles like way too fast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that,
0: I mean, I did that as well. I did the exact same thing. Okay. I think that's the interesting part around training when you're older is it's like bouncing back and forth and just playing the game and recognizing like it is a long game. And I think that's where, as you're getting older, you have more of the, the wherewithal to realize you will still push like an egotistical male, but you will recognize quickly and you can bounce back. Whereas when you're younger, when I was 18 to 25, like, I was just pushing, 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 pushing and never wanted to back off, ever. And I wouldn't back off because I'd be like, ah, if I back off, I'm a bitch. Yeah. I might miss something. (laughs) And sadly, I still say these things to my athletes who are 18 to 32. I know better. Why are you backing off? Are you being a bitch right now? Come on, you can make it happen.
1: (laughs) Where's that relentlessness you need? Yeah. What a champion. Yeah. You were talking about lifting. I know... um, one of the things you mentioned about as you've been aging, business has been doing great. Mm-hmm. I know if we probably talk to you, you'd probably have you'd rather focus on all the like things you want to improve, versus like stepping away and actually like outsider viewpoint of it. Yes and no. Okay. Well, good. Yes, that-
0: I would say on the surface yes, but I have Caitlin who came in and had a talk with me monday or sunday night and sat me down and she's like look at what we're doing this year and you compare yourself to another group of individuals that have and we know the books on this other group of individuals and she goes look what they did last year and look what we're going to do this year and it's blowing them out of the water so keep that in the back of your head and trevor coming in and and recapping some of those metrics with yeah some
1: of the hidden gems that we were kind of yeah some of that i don't know missing we're aware of it but it wasn't like we weren't looking so it was like more
0: yeah and i think that's just that's the stuff that it's hard to keep in the back of your mind where it's like it's a dude it is a marathon yeah lifting weights is a marathon all right let's talk
1: about marathon lifting i.e bodybuilding yeah um even though like any if you're pursuing any type of like best you could be it's a marathon right like the performance where it's measured may seem it's like so 10 long. seconds yeah but it's, but so it's a marathon time. to get there it yeah any everyone who's been through it knows that it. it's a marathon to get there um and it's a real different type of marathon like it's over years yeah decade type of thing. or a decade
0: possibly yeah. depending
1: um let's talk about your bodybuilding with lifting i your big hand bone on the unilateral movement. Oh yeah, made.
0: that was nice. I think the biggest thing, and, and actually I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up because one, somebody in the comment on, on today's video. And I, I always like to say this in our YouTube lives is like somebody had said, like somebody might say things and like, they don't realize how much I, I read the comments. Somebody had said like Dane's on steroids or something. And then this person commented like Dane's been lifting since he's like 12. And I think that one thing for me is the the actual part around like bodybuilding and now that I'm leaner, I've never been like super super jacked. but now that I'm leaner and like seeing think like hamstrings like I've always had big strong hamstrings, even when I was younger i I always had strong hamstrings I could pull really well yeah I, it, but I could never see them because I was always heavier, like 240 when I was a sophomore in high school. Well, I think this
1: is the truth, but I also may be making this up. Larger people, individuals who walk around with more weight on their body, underneath all of that, probably have more muscle mass than someone who's like a runner, skinny, and doesn't have muscle. Yeah, but they, because they're just hauling around. Yeah, like larger, larger mass, and yeah. gravity's just like, yo, we're gonna do something with this. <laughs> yeah, I think like, that.
0: I think that's that's. Fair. So even like you at
1: three hundred pounds, like there's a, a large, there's well, a structure mass. under there carrying that around, and under then in addition the fluff, to it, yeah,
0: is a large amount of adipose tissue. Yeah, and you're <laughs>
1: sitting there lifting too at the yeah. same time. Like, and it's like, oh, let's take off his parka and like let's,
0: <laughs> you know, literally with my chest here and figuratively as well. Yeah, I think that welcome to global warming. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I think that. For me, it's been the 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 part about bodybuilding, and I actually think this with with in in regards to to running is that I like I've always liked getting a pump. I've always liked blown up my triceps, my back. I love that feeling, and I think that that feeling to me, I equate similar. It's a similar feeling to to distant running. It really is, and you get into this rhythmic motion, and you're just so into. The internal execution of a specific set, even when there's so much, a ton of discomfort, you know, if you're doing like heavier sets of bench or something or squats. Um, And I think that's what bodybuilding can do, along with the fact that it does help you maintain your lean muscle mass, which helps with longevity of life and also helps with your ability to run and not get hurt as much as well. uh, You know, that's why it's so many leg extensions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the only thing that gets my quads pumped. Is it? Well, sleds too. Sleds do. The backwards walking sled. Spanish squats too.
1: The forward walking sled I always think is like a joke. Yeah, it's backwards. But going backwards, I'm like, oh, that's burning.
0: I did want to bring this up. Uh, I did a video yesterday on peak strength that will be coming out in middle of August, I think, about backwards walking and some of the research around backwards walking um, and the sensory motor rhythm suppression – from walking backwards because you because your body requires so much more uh energy to be focused on the act of walking backwards i wanted to bring that up as a as a thing around longevity because the whole point was is this is knees over toes guy is he right about this
1: so one of the things with longevity um that i recently believe i learned Talking about like walking, right? Like walking's good for you. Yeah. I'm hearing from you walking backwards is good for you. Both are. Yeah. I've been learning how to ballroom dance. Ooh, that's really good. And like, you're literally, it's like they told us, they're like, this is unnatural. Like, it's not normal. Like, and they're right. But like, you have to like learn like patterns and steps. Yeah. And then you have to execute them with someone else, then too. And then like, you have to put the names with it. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, one, it up kind of fast and i always say well to me it's like well you have an athletic background that's probably why like you've done foot drills like ladder dr- like you've done similar just in a totally different environment um but at the same time like it's not easy yeah and when i watch like the person who's teaching us do it and they're like legit good at it it's yeah. le- and make it look effortless it's like that's pretty cool um but i the other thing I think I was noticed to say, too, is like most of the people there are like old. Yeah. And, that's, and like, but still like a lot of life in them. Yeah, moving well. And, and to me, it's just like, I wonder if they know how
0: great of a decision this is from like
1: a yes. health decision
0: for that's, them. Dude, and that's where 100% I agree. One of my close friends, who's probably one of my healthiest close friends that i have he's very very healthy and he's like every two years you should learn a new skill like a total new skill yeah. and ballroom dancing would be that you know and he and he he learned a unicycle this past year oh, that's so cool a, yeah
1: is it always like a a physical skill
0: he, he goes thinks for? it could be it could be anything like even he thinks or a should, motor skill yeah I should he, say. he thinks even solving like math like specific types of math problems learning a, pia- a piano something like that anything along those lines he thinks you yeah. should any type of technical skill. Um, but he he would echo that. And I even think there's a there's a video right now that's sort of viral about this older guy that I told Jason about that he, somebody's asking him, do you remember how to skip? And I brought this up a lot. Like, dude, skipping is, to me, similar to ballroom dancing. Like, we should be skipping for the rest of our lives. One
1: of my favorite experiences as a child or something like I remember like vividly was in a gym class I I had to be in like kindergarten or first grade and there was a substitute teacher there and it was like all right we're gonna skip now and I remember being one of the first kids yeah. to be able to skip and he's like yeah that's how to do and yeah, yeah. I don't know why I remember You're that still, yeah but like skipping is stuck with me in that way yeah. like and it was just like oh I don't know. and now my like young son like he will just start skipping sometimes. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm just like, that looks kind of silly, but keep skipping. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I'm just going to skip for no reason right now. Yeah. All right, man, go for it. Have it at it. Um, you brought up this, your buddy, learning a new skill. That's like a creative way of thinking to me. And I think when we talk about health and wellness, and like we were talking about the brain from an emotional standpoint, earlier we were talking about lifting weights you like doing your bodybuilding stuff chasing the pump like you're running Mm -hmm. all that you're still squatting but it stinks Mm -hmm. um your deadlift still over 500 pounds which for you is actually like a 20 percent decrease from your best essentially right no even more i'd have to do the math on right seven six thirty yeah yeah you're about eighty percent is where you're at from your all-time like pr yeah yeah um but let's talk about like sort of creativity and just like giving like the mind in a more like intellectual type of release your brain and doing stuff. And well, that's... I, I, I want to challenge you to think of stuff sort of outside the business, too, Ooh, um, because I know how creative you are within this aspect. And you touched on that a lot. Yeah. But what are some of the other things you do more from ah, what I would say the anti-capitalist perspective as a hobby? Versus I have to monetize everything I do. To I'm pretty field.
0: good. I'm I'm very good at seeing birds flying and know what kind of bird it will be. You're a bird watcher. Yeah. So like uh I'm very good there's two parts of birding that I am good at and it's how the bird is flying and then the sound the bird makes. And so we live in the woods. Um we got a lot of gray cat birds, we got a lot of wrens. Cardinals, blue jays, things like that. And you can also hear, especially with like a blue jay, you can hear uh we got a lot of flickers as well. Uh will we'll we'll do we hear owls all the time. Anyway. Dane's a druid. <laughs> so when I when you hear like a like a blue jay will have a specific type of announcement, basically, if there's like a a do you try to mimic the way they chirp at all? <sighs> Not really.
1: I, okay, I, but
0: you can hear it and like yeah, identify it. Yeah, and you can hear something's going on. And so what's cool where we throw as well, where we train the discus throwers, is that there's like four eagles over where we throw. So we can also hear when the eagles are screaming at each other. Uh, <laughs> and like an eagle might fly over and they start screaming and another one comes in. But then you can start to see, okay, there's uh, a Cooper Hawk just flew over and, and it's got something, and now all the other birds are starting to scream, and they're gonna they're gonna go chase to try and pull some of that off of the yeah. off the hawk. So it's like, I mean, to answer that question, I think that's one thing, and the flight is uh, how birds move is easier to identify uh, the bird. Um, another another. Can fruit, I give an example? Fruit
1: trees. That's kind of a work one for Dane. Yeah, I, and I know I challenge you not to do this, but today we were in a meeting, and we were talking about um DTC exercises and we were specifically talking about like different like rotation anti-rotational but looking at one specific sport and be like well how could you do that and it was just like well how could we use power elastics and Dane's like I would do this yeah yeah and it was like all right and then there was another thing well how do you do this specific movement well what about this plyometric movement and then what about this too and it was like and it was funny. I asked the question and you saw his like, I don't want to say his eyes roll up, but like disengaged from what was going on to think about that and be creative there. So I, I think which that, was still on task, but like it was yeah. just like you. Uh,
0: it's almost like that hone in now. All right. I, th- I think that one thing I'm good at that goes along with my auditory memory aspect is like when I hear things I've I've always had good good rhythm of listening and good ability to uh predict like beat drops and stuff like just i played instruments for 13 or 14 years of my life and i'm not like you but like to a point where i had pretty sound like consistent i'm not that good i just do it for fun well so (laughs) i i have like good rhythmic feel and i participate in music listening quite frequently but I think that part of that is like a development of mirror neurons. And so when I see somebody moving and the question that you were giving around the digs, right. Was like, I can feel what I'm watching in my head when, when I'm doing that. So then I start to think about the joint angles and the speeds to then get out of that and to problem solve it. And I think this goes back to when I was younger and I first opened garage strength, it was like, we had a very regimented way to go about training that has changed pretty dynamically over the, the years because now I, I used to look at them and be like, well, you don't train that specific movement. Um, you just do cleans and snatches and, and squats and you'll be able to do it. And to a point that's true, but then there's, you can train that specific movement. So I used to take that and, and not want to touch that. Whereas now I can, I want to take that because I would be afraid to touch it. Now I'm taking, i be like, that's something I'm, somewhat fearful of in the past. And now it's like it's an opportunity to try and create greater athleticism and greater, uh, and that's where I think you can take strength and create somebody who to become more athletic. So
1: I have a two-part assignment for you. One, I think it will help you with skills. I I hear you saying you have, but you also develop a new skill. Yeah. I want you to start sketching out the exercises that you imagine a
0: really bad drawer. I'm going to give you, can I use stick figures?
1: Yeah. That's almost how I would think you would start. It's really easy. Like I shouldn't say it's real easy, but like it's very basic. So here are my, I'll give you two pieces of advice for drawing one. Everything you draw is just a line. Yeah. All right. It's just a line Two, just see the basic shape. And that's good enough to start and then as you like so like you could literally represent heads a circle necks a square pecs a circle pecks a circle shoulders yeah, a yeah, circle yeah. and just keep adding sho- like circles and places it, yeah and next thing you know you're like i can see the form all right let me do this with the line all right let me do that with the line and then that takes and then like you can expand it like color hue like depth like how dark it is but if you start with everything's a line just see a basic shape all of a sudden like The world could open up to what you could do, but use that with your ideas around like the movements, so you can combine the one thing you love, develop the new skill. To me, to me,
0: it's not much different what you're saying than when I see you know using the Lynch series. Yeah, has
1: that has the public seen that? I think that video did go out. Sure. Gosh,
0: Ray still isn't <laughs> out. Should we just say? So? Should we just say? No, 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 no. Well, the the Lynch video on peak strength, though the analysis or the re- reactions out. Yeah, but we didn't show the movement. Okay, right, so, so, so we can give the movement. Yeah, so we so talked if you about, if you go to peak strength, you watch, can watch the video. The video of me breaking down Marshawn
1: Lynch. There's and, the part if you watch the way the he plants and what his knee does yeah. to basically make Ray Lewis fall on his face. Yeah, is just it's crazy. Like the knee's like out, and then it comes. And almost valgus is in. Yep, and then he cuts and then
0: he back cuts out. back off. So, the way I see those things happening is, everything is a chunk. Everything happens in chunks, and it's a chunk is literally just, you know, one or two movements. And it's the same way you try to learn language it's the same way that you learn grammar it's the same way that you you learn how to draw periodic table elements yeah is yeah <laughs> is you're learning in these chunks and when i see a movement pattern it's no different than how you just described the the drawing is that you would draw i would i would look at an exercise or a series of refl- reflexive movements as it's this with this, with this, and this. And if we can connect all those together, but we learn the chunks along the way and then connect it together, now we have a more complex movement that's a holistic global movement that we can use in our training in this point of our periodization. And it's, to me, the same way that you just described drawing, would be, it's a, it's a very similar yeah. technique. I started
1: drawing because I wanted to become more, I wanted to teach my brain how to be more creative so I was like, I can do anything that involves creativity and it will like enhance my creativity overall. Yeah. Yeah, I so agree. That's why I started drawing and then I happened to actually I don't want to say be naturally better at it, but I learned faster with that. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was just like, all right. So because I had success faster, I enjoyed it more and went
0: towards it. I, I think I think through like I'm I'm trying to think. He, how you talked about Opening up It's yeah. like To me that That's similar to like When, when I listen to birds I used to you, you know You might When you first listen to birds You just hear everything You are Like Yeah of yeah, this noises. is crazy. What's going on here? But then you can start to pick out one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. And then you start to say, okay, this bird's over here, this bird's over here, that bird's there, this bird's there. These two birds are communicating, but these birds are not...
1: Maybe they are, but they're... So my other question to you was, did you know the birds or did you come up with your own sort of like system to like organize it?
0: Dude, I have a vlog from like 2017 that is actually me talking about like how i would go out for walks and and listen and uh so to answer your question i'm going off test there to answer your question when i when i moved in 2013 we moved to our house now and i the guy that lives with us who's like a hermit that lives on our property he's like a he knows everything about birds, like literally everything. And just talking to him, it piqued my interest. And then we have windowsills where the birds come and visit, and we've got like we got crazy access. You to do. It. I I remember
1: seeing The first time I was at your house and all the birds were there, I was like, I don't know if I said it out loud. I'm like, that's a lot of birds. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, but I was also thinking, like, that's a lot of different birds. That's really neat.
0: Yeah. Like, so I think it just was over time of being exposed to them that I started to just you're like, well what what is that? And then you start to see birds and you're like, what the heck is that? Like right now we've got we've got four wrens that live in our on our back porch and we have cats too. What's crazy is our cats only kill like the cardinals. I don't know why they don't really kill any other <laughs> birds. <laughs> I think Dean told this. All I see is red. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the the wrens are there and you they're like they're not big birds, but like you you just start to I don't know. It's the same way. I I think, dude, I really think it's this way. It's it's like when I watch someone do a pole vault, I, 10 years ago, I would see a pole vault happen and I could identify the pole vault now because I see it so much. And I think it's, you know, I appreciate it. I try to see it and I try to do this thing that I'll be like, I'll like look at things and I'll like try to like close my eyes because to me, it, it's a quiet. eye like, it blocks everything out. And so I can see what's happening with the Dana athlete
1: squinting for anyone who's listening <laughs> and like putting his hands. like as so, lenses. Yeah. Almost. It, what, who's that one character in like
0: one of the star Trek things that had oh, like Geordie LaForge. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's almost, that's what it reminded me of what yeah. you do. He's like.
0: actually one of my favorite characters in all of sci-fi, by the way, he's an amazing character. One of the absolute best characters. Also a really great dude. Is not star Trek pro vegan? i mean basically because they get into the way they're creating food oh how about that get, get out of here so <laughs> they also do one like filet that they make in their thing when they press the button it was an animal let me get back to this so, so so when i when i'm watching someone do a movement and, and this goes back to the birds, is like i try to see how it, how it happens as piece together as I almost can almost like
1: frames in a yeah in a and film. I think that that's
0: a skill or that comic people book can panels. learn too is like making a high speed movement slower while it's happening and you also become more attentive to what's occurring it's the same way as when when you when you go to a, a world class track meet and you sit next it's just like going to a baseball game you go to a baseball game you see this big huge thing happening it's a baseball game but when you go and like last year when we were at that game where we were right behind home plate yeah you can start to see really, you start to see the arm slots, you start to see how a batter might be changing certain things, what the catcher's doing, and you start to see the nuance. And to me, that's when you can pick up those skills and, and, and get good at it. So, and it's the observation.
1: I was recently at Wrigley Field and. It- like watching the catchers. You ever notice how they'll put like the one leg out yeah, yeah. and they're on their knee? Yeah. And then they'll pop up from that. Yeah. I feel like there's a plyometric in there. A of reflex, course. There like is. just
0: waiting to happen. Yeah, of course there is. I, I think what we could do with that is just let's grab like the it's three like a, best
1: a Cossack quiz throw or yeah, something like yeah.
0: that. We could we could grab we could grab the three best catchers of all time. Punch
1: Rodriguez.
0: One hundred percent, probably number one or Which two. Which is
1: crazy because they always say I could be wrong with this. I'm not the biggest like baseball like how you should look, but catchers were supposed to be big athletes. Well, yeah, And he was like I'm a shrimp and I'm super powerful and super
0: like he became like the new version. Yeah. There was a, who's the guy that just retired last year? Um total badass. I've got a, I I can't remember his name, but he's another one. Benito Santiago's another one. He was a little bit longer, but those are the guys that you would look at and I bet you we could come up with like three or four series. And be like catcher-specific explosiveness. That would be a really cool series. That would be real fun. Lots of fun. How's the chat going in over there? Yeah. Is Uh-oh. anybody is
1: anybody listening to us? Jason's giggling for all of you.
0: Uh, How many people do we have in there? Like three, or on the uh, 24? twenty-four?
1: Oh, that's oh, fine. Yeah. We'll talk to twenty-four people. Like. <laughs> yeah. How many? Uh oh. Right. So. Do, do you want to do the overrated, underrated, or do you want to just go right to the business stuff? How about two overrated, underrated? All right. Safety squat bar. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Oh, yeah.
0: Man, I'm struggling with this one, Dane. Okay. I got the safety squat bar. Okay. The safety squat bar. As much as it pains me, it's underrated and the reason why i believe that the safety squat bar is underrated <laughs> is that if you turn it around and you front squat with it it blows you up and if you do single leg squats with it it is unreal how freaking phenomenal that is. little extra like rising
1: up yes i love torques f- the torso so much yeah i would say it's <laughs> underrated underrated all right we can do both of these there's two left Duffalo or a Cambridge Bar, overrated, underrated.
0: I'd say they're overrated on, only for the fact that they're so expensive. Like the Duffalo Bar, I love. I love benching with it; it feels great. But it's just like, I mean, I I was part of that. Like uh I wanted to buy it, and I, and I thought it could, it would be amazing. And I have all these tools at the gym, and it was like, you know, it's like seven hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks, and it's like, man, I could have made 10 YouTube videos back then in, in 2015 and, and done a lot better probably. Yeah. (laughs) It's still fun to have though. All right. Same trend that, uh, the Swiss football bar overrated. Swiss bar is underrated. I don't think people use it enough. I actually think people should press with it more. And I like to, you know, we have one that has a fat grip and it's on an angle. Sometimes it's straight neutral, but I think on the angles a little bit better with the fatter grip. And I think pressing from all different angles and then also using that, uh, with bands, uh, using that with change, doing like tricep specific. Don't movements.
1: you have a like uh, special one that has like almost shots? Too. Yeah, we have two that have shot balls on it.
0: Yeah, you yeah. did. It's pretty cool. Do you want to do an
1: either or? Yeah, give me one. This one's. I like this one. All right. Better opening verse. Ghostface Killer on Bring the Ruckus
0: or Inspect a Deck on Triumph. Dude, you know what's funny <laughs> is <laughs> that yesterday. So yesterday, Lincoln had. Band practice, okay? So I told them the whole drive and we had to go grocery shopping afterwards. So this ends up being like 30 minutes of driving. We're just listening to Ghost Ghostface. And to answer this, I would probably say inspect a deck on Triumph. Triumph. I also believe Triumph is probably like top three hip-hop songs ever written. I think it's unreal how good it is. Um, But going off of this... (laughs) I'm telling Lincoln and we're blasting Ghostface the whole time. And I was like, Lincoln. And he dude, Lincoln figured out how to turn the bass up on my sprinter. <laughs> so he's blasting the bass and stuff. And I was like, I just want you to know there's one issue here is that Ghostface is and he actually we we're listening to a a collab of Ghostface with Kendrick Lamar where it's like this real chill song. I think it's called Hearts, something like that. Like Hearts Nine Hearts or something. Real chill. And of course, Ghostface comes in at like five minutes, just ripping it up like loud, obnoxious. But I was like, Lincoln, the only problem with Ghostface is how he spews a lot of very negative things about certain people. And you can't take this to heart. and, And he's like, well, why do you think it's okay? I'm like, I don't think it's okay. But the music's still really good. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's something I'm struggling with. I don't,
1: is. I don't know. So I'm of two minds. Either I'm making this up or it is legit where there's like maybe that is actually who it is. Or maybe that's the persona of that character of that like, yeah, represent yeah, like who Ghostface Killer is versus yeah. who the – person is yeah yeah. and like how they represent that like you know it is entertainment it is art like i don't go and watch like wwe and be like oh the undertaker that's how that guy really is okay that's fair you know what i'm saying like and they are they're performing in some way so maybe they're like yo we're performing as like these street dons like these like and this is who we are or maybe that is actually who they are like you don't know and it's not to make excuses or say hey that's okay yeah but like sometimes like because for instance like doom legitimately said like i it's a character yeah. i am rapping as a character with everything right. i say to the point where i had multiple characters i'd sh- like I, i'll be victor vaughn today like yeah, and i'll yeah, talk yeah. about victor vaughn as mf yeah oh i'm king Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah. like where you at? like yeah so that's fair we we can separate the art sometimes and not saying like it's right but yeah i'm not I'm not passing judgment i think we were talking about that earlier um all right let's hear these business questions in the 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 chat i assume yeah those are the audience questions
2: so this comes from ingo arthur yeah uh how do you guys have all these like high level performances from your athletes and are still a profitable business
0: (laughs) you work too much no i think uh i think the big thing is like uh you hire those high
1: functioning athletes. Well, yeah, we do have a lot employees, of athletes that work for and they us. They become high functioning employees. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> I th- I think too, the big factor is like trying to separate as much as possible. Like we have a lot of employees that that do very specific things that do make money for the company. And then that enables us to also, you know, actually I was meeting with Trevor when you came this morning yeah. and it was we were going over what's my role as the CEO versus what's my role as the coach. And that was literally how we were breaking up our my timeline, my work timeline, versus my role as a YouTuber. And I think that the more that you can get into like one or two specific areas and like enjoy those areas as much as you can, then you become the master of that area and you, you enjoy it even more because you're so in, into it and you like it. I think that that's something that we have done a pretty good job with. Um, I also think it was you know, one thing that we've got a, a skeleton, I guess it would be a skeleton closet or a closet full of skeletons, however you want to define it, of failures and a landfill of failures. And it's like, the there. I spent so much time not making money while still coaching those athletes that a lot of those failures we could then eventually turn into experiments and then those experiments would pay off financially and then we would have more failures. But then the next experiment that would pay off would pay off a little bit higher. And like, we're just really good at persevering and and continuing forward uh, with these financial experiments, I guess you would say. Uh, But it's also just creating that priority. Like we still focus, like even in our quarterly business meeting, we talk about the successes of our athletes as though that is part of the success of the company financially as well. It's like we'll we'll share the budget while also sharing Sam just won nationals. You know, Haley's going to world championships. Things like that are just as important as you know how you know whatever we're trying to do financially. Yeah. That's all you Dane, that one. I'm just I'm just part
1: of the team. <laughs> I'm a role player.
2: And this one is a training question. Uh, from Zach Sarvar, are eccentrics good for decreasing GTO inhibition? How else can we achieve this?
0: So Zach's asking, how can we achieve GTO inhibition? or eccentrics? And I would just wonder if he wants to know, like, if you should, um, if you should use. I mean, I I think high speed movements like plyometrics can lead to GTO inhibition. I also believe uh, mainly because there's so much force f- that happens in such a short period of time that there's not enough, uh, I guess, latency to communicate that it's too high of a force. So you just it becomes semi-autonomous, and that goes into rate coding. Um, I sure. would also yeah. say, yeah, smash smashing, that button, <laughs> smash muscle <laughs> ma- muscle smashing. I, I think that uh, eccentric hooks can help to a point. Um, also, just I think that uh, doing weightlifting exercises as well, unbroken unbroken sets uh, can help as well. But I think that thinking through the mechanisms pay off to a point. But the mechanisms like. Potentiation and, and mastering and really just looking at rate coding as the umbrella and what are the mechanisms under that, that's gonna be the the better priority to focus on than GTO inhibition would be my take.
1: Can I have, like ask a few follow up questions to that? Yeah. So GTO gold Gold G- tendon organ. All yeah. right, that's what I thought with that one. Just clarifying for anyone who didn't know. Yeah. And like me being certain. Inhibition, um it sounds like you're trying to shut it off, right? Yeah. Um GT or Golgi tendon is sort of what's saying you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. So we want it to stop saying you're going to hurt yourself so you can go heavier. Yeah. Right. Like it's essentially sort of that voice in your head that's saying you shouldn't do this, except that to your semi autonomous point, it's saying you shouldn't lift this. Yeah. yeah, You're going to hurt yourself. Your hamstring's going to roll up, something like that correct yes yeah that's the heart of his question and he's saying i don't want to be told no anymore yeah i want to try it anyway all right that's a good explanation was it yeah it was i thought it was a little long-winded
2: no i thought it was good all right thanks (laughs) um okay so next one we got is from Poly Garage. do you meal prep if so what is your nutrition on a daily basis for athletic workouts do i personally
0: meal prep no outside other than i always make sure i have a couple kombuchas and i will always have and i i did notice this like halfway through our podcast oh that's been sitting there i noticed that for a while i've had my nectarine sitting here so i will i assume that was an apple uh, that's a it's a white nectarine Uh, yeah so i will have like two bananas uh, and or like typically some type of fruit. Sometimes I will have uh, like a fish jerky or something that makes the entire office smell bad, but usually it's literally just fruit yeah. and fermented food. That, your BO, and your farts too. Oh, Especially uh, your farts. <laughs> yeah, all, all four of those things. Yeah.
2: Okay, so we just got one more question from Keist. How is Keast. How has your business progressed after you went hard into social media and YouTube? I guess it's like... Pre-COVID, post-COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that there's got to be a differentiation because before COVID, we were going hard into, um, into social media. And I even, this was part of my rants last night with my wife, was that if you go back to our YouTube channel, it started in 2008. And one thing, so there's a potato company, a potato chips company that I have been emailing their CEO because they only work three days a week. Uh, and I was asking him, how do you run a factory that only operates three days a week? And he was, we've been emailing back and forth and he was like explaining things to me. And I i was asking him, do you, do you have a business consultant? So, so we got into this discussion via email, right? Just bear with me here, Keith. So uh, where I'm going with this is that one thing that I want to do on a 10 year plan is that I want to have uh, a system in place that. We have peak strength, right? We have our equipment that we sell. We have, you know, potentially in the future, some type of supplements, something along these lines. We have uh, our, our courses and our certification, and then we want to have inside of peak strength the ability to have custom programming and, and that we would have custom programming in the back end. And my vision is that part of this would be you, you know, let's say if it's Keist. Can become a peak strength or garage strength certified coach, and when you when you do that, you take these courses, and then you can get licensing to be a garage strength gym in Norway or wherever you know whatever you want garage strength Norway. Let's pretend. So now you have garage strength Norway, and then part of that licensing is that you actually learn the the business side uh, behind it. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if I would have had a business consultant tell me in 2008 keep putting out special strength exercises for baseball videos keep putting out special strength exercises for football videos if i would have just kept doing that on a on a regular cadence that would have expedited things drastically i didn't do it and it's okay that i didn't do it because there's still a learning pattern that we're learning that we're going through now that is way it's so beneficial so the biggest thing was we were going hard you know, all the way up to like 2019, 2020 on social, but not in the right way. And then COVID happened and when we got the PPP for COVID, it was like, all right, we're getting this government handout, right? The government's giving us money. My thought was if the government's giving me money, how can I turn that money into a profit for the company? And that, the fact that I got that money, the fact that I got that handout was like, I've got to do something with this and, I, and I've got to create better jobs and more jobs and, and do that. And that support from the government is really what sparked everything else that we have going on right now. So I think that 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 sparked this learning process around social and around YouTube that I didn't have previously because I was almost so into like, I'm better than you. I'm, uh, uh, you know, F the world, I can do everything myself. And this actually does tie back into the discussion in the beginning of entitlement and ownership. And it's like, you know, you we all have to own these things as far as ourselves, but we also have to collaborate with one another. And I think that that's the lesson that I've learned is like where I want to go with that, that consulting option or is eventually I want to offer licensing to be part of this entity and company or community and help other people become strength coaches and have their own gym and make it way easier for them to be profitable because of the things that we've learned over the last almost 15 years, so. I don't know if that was too much or too little or.
2: Well, I think just to follow up on it from even my. Big much, dreams. One way to follow up on it is like, what do you think the difference was in terms of what you were making in 2018 and 2019 compared to 2021? Content wise? Yes. Platform
1: the, it was put out on too.
0: Yeah, I would say the platform specifically was always geared towards Instagram and it was always geared towards look at what we can do. Whereas now it's we use instagram well but we are based on youtube and then we put out uh things that are more about how can we help you solve your problems and i think that that's the lens that everybody should be uh everybody doesn't no one has to do anything but i think that when you think through that goes back to one of my tents is like helping people socially is part of our responsibility uh and that creates happiness, and I think that that is also what leads to greater collaboration and greater thoughts. Um, And I think that 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 would be where we're at with our content is we're more about like, what do we do on site that helps create these freaks that then we can help, that then we can educate you on so that you can become a freak or train someone else to become a freak. So I think that's the difference. So one metaphor
1: I think too around the content for you is a, uh, or from Garage in general was, earlier, social media, was more about winning games. Yeah. Where Garage Strength Media now is more about developing your athletes, and I'm not saying like yeah. you as a coach weren't like that, but that was sort of like how it was. It's like when you say, "Look at us! Like we do more than you. We we won." Yeah. First, now it's like, all right, let us develop you, like. Yeah, like we will help you get there. We want you to get there, and I will always say this: that this was one of the first places I ever came, and you said what you wanted to do, and it was okay, and it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just okay. Like, yeah. and we'll figure it out. Like, you you always had the sense what you wanted to do, or what you could think could be achieved. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think that's, that that that's... may be the to me from like a mental head point that was the best thing about this place yeah and i i've been hanging out here since like 2000 i don't know you were still at the red barn when was that 15 one 15 or four, I mean 14 uh, 11 yeah. actually we were started there but you were still there you had left there by the yeah i by the time i started coming down i think you
0: guys were here but i was like hanging out so 16 17 yeah
2: Okay, so we're going to wrap this up on this one question just because I think it's really good and get your brain really thinking, Dane. Uh, this is from Marcelo Gutierrez. If you were starting from scratch with a low budget, you had nothing, how would you build garage strength again? Garage strength, like, let's say, you know how Mr. Beast always says, if I, no one knew who I was, I could still build a million subscriber channel in a year? Mm-hmm. That kind of question.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't build, uh, I I mean, you could, you could build something like that in a year.
2: (sighs) I guess like, what would you do differently with not like, what would you tell yourself when you were 24?
0: I would say, you know, I I would do the same thing. I I would, I would keep the garage. I was in my parents' garage. You know, I, I wouldn't change that. I would stay in my parents' garage But the biggest difference would be that I would tell myself, put out a YouTube video three days a week and make a short two days a week and post those shorts and stuff over onto Instagram. Follow a sequence and do not listen to your bullshit excuses. You've gotta do that. You have to follow that to a T. And then at the same time, you better train athletes because I think the biggest downfall of the fitness world is there's so many bullshit influencers. They're you know, whatever they're 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 providing services online, but they'll their their services are often based off of like one single experience, and they don't actually train massive amounts of athletes. And I think that this is just my, me personally. I think that there's value in still training people in person. Uh, and then balancing that with that content creation. And then that would be what I would do is start in and save money, stay in the in a garage, stay in a, in a hole uh, in your parents' place if you're privileged enough to have that opportunity and then create content on your cell phone for as long as you can until the channel starts to grow. I
1: will say I think one of the biggest things that will s- stick for Garage is the authenticity of all the content. Like yeah. anything that's out there like it has developed it has been used to make an athlete better yeah and it and i'm not talking like the sams and the Haley's. like normal th- kids there's hundreds yeah. thousands of normal kids that come through this gym and end up better in some way like i was literally downstairs talking to trevor and there's a young girl in there learning how to unilaterally step up on a box she has cerebral palsy yeah and it like just going for it and going for it like and made it happen and like i've i've never like i didn't know that about that kid but like she was trying and like every like there's people around encouraging like you know like like i said if you think it can be done like this place is going to find out a way to make it happen and
0: yeah i think that's the 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 culture that having an on-site an actual on-site gym can help you create and then you just then you just try to use that to educate people on your list on your real interactions. You try and use that to then help them online. I think that that's like the cool part about YouTube and the cool part about social media. Yeah. I think that's a big factor.
2: Mm-hmm. Head over
0: to garage strength.com or instead head over to peak and You can pick up our app for seven free days of training until next time, guys. Peace. Later.